bizarre and brutal series of crimes in America. Whatever you do, don't go in the house. A nightmare has become. We have such sights to show you. To avoid fainting, keep repeating. It's a Get grooved to the crewing of a splatter on the tube? Hold on, I think I have to puke. This is your demented drive-in showing. Your grotesque grindhouse screaming. The VHS to impress tape rented from your local mom and papa who's got all the stock and schlock. This is Midnight Showing's feature presentation. Groovy. Greetings, my children of the night. As per usual, I'm your horrific host, freshly buried in the cemetery by our house, and ready to rise from his grave, Inky. Tonight, we're looking at two Filipino genre classics by two classic Filipino directors, Gerardo de Leon and Eddie Romero. Gerardo got his start acting in numerous Filipino films before finally becoming a director, and Eddie is best known for his collaborations with de Leon on the Blood trilogy, consisting of Brides of Blood, Mad Doctor of Blood, and Beast of Blood. But his impact on Filipino filmmaking extends far beyond the monster movies in question. Both are often cited as highly influential and crucial Filipino filmmakers, and their unique low-budget stylings have their own fingerprints when it comes to classical driving flicks. The film on the top of our double bill tonight is The Blood Drinkers, released in 1964 and directed by Gerardo de Leon. Dr. Marco, the lead vampire, requires the blood and the heart of the sister of his deceased lover, Katrina, in order to resurrect her body. He will stop at nothing to kill and recruit members of the small Filipino village he stalks to his vampiric ranks in order to reach his goal. The bits of melodrama present throughout are aren't quite linear since the film was edited, dubbed, and chopped up for American drive-in audiences upon release. But the story is quite austere and simple enough so it's very easy to follow along. The Blood Drinkers was the first Filipino film to be shot in color, but as colored film stock was still rare, most of the film had to be shot in black and white. See, this limitation actually brought about the movie's unique aesthetic as the director Gerardo de Leon tinted the film stock red and blue to signify day and night or different moods. This tinting, combined with the extravagant use of fog machine, transformed the simple vampire film into something of gothic excellence. The original black and white lighting, combined with the overlaid color, works absolute wonders for the atmosphere, giving the film a bit of a pulpy, 3D comic feel. Or, if you're a Bauhaus fan like I am, think of the dreary romanticism of the music video for She's in Parties, with a dour purple tint cast over the film like a burial shroud. The tints impart an extra layer of eeriness, elevating the daylight shots to a melange of nightmare colors, while the clouds and billows of smog and fog transform the most benign shots into a fever dream. The graveyard scenes are the best, with shafts of light striking the ground like a spade in dirt, while crosses and tombs stand as monolithic monuments over the scenery. Backlit trees and buildings seem to submerge the scenery into even more classical gothic territory as a weightless vampires drift across the terrain as if they were floating. Mixed in rubber bats, a spooky theremin soundtrack, and a hunchback and midget assisting the diabolical blood drinkers into the equation, and you've got prime cult classic material on your hands. The film on the bottom of our double bill tonight is The Beast of the Yellow Knight, released in 1971 and directed by Eddie Romero. In stark contrast to the red and blue tinted film stock of the Blood Drinkers, Beast of the Yellow Knight features lush, verdant greens and grim yellow smoke throughout its forested run as a werewolf picture. We're talking Meaty Mountain Massacre and all. A starving man in between a werewolf transformation is offered a bag of rotting meat by a smooth-talking Satan in exchange for his soul. And now, Joseph Langdon is fated to be revived by the devil to do his dirty work. After all, Lucifer has always been on the lookout for a few evil men, which he proposes are hard to find because of the volatility of human nature. Joseph may not be the poster boy for putrid sin, but he'll certainly do. The transformations resemble a mishmash of the Wolfman and the Toxic Beasts from the Blood Trilogy Eddie Romero is famous for, a green-skinned hairy manimal. Joseph loses control as he starts ripping into the locals and will satiate his master, making for a damn bloody jungle jam. As I say, the cheaper it feels, the better it deals. The dark city streets and the decrepit dream-tinged sets add that extra bit of atmosphere that really makes the film. And just like the Blood Drinkers, the simplicity of the story works massively in its favor. The Blood Drinkers and the Beast of the Yellow Knight are about as complex and varied as your usual 60s drive-in fare, but I don't 
don't really see that as a bad thing. I believe there's always a bit of good, even in the worst or most boring pictures out there. And I want to show everyone that you can always learn something from whatever you watch. Despite having limitations of early Filipino cinema, Blood and Beast managed to lay down wonderful atmosphere and fun, albeit cheesy effects that contribute to the pulpy feel of the low-budget style. Are there better Filipino horror films out there? Yes. There will always be more interesting and varied titles, especially in the modern day. But it's also important to track the evolution of film, and even if importance doesn't equal brilliance, these kinds of films can still be enjoyed for the camp and cheese. That's all for today, boils and ghouls. I'll promise I'll start researching for a gonzo deep dive into the weird and wonderful world of Asian cinema, starting from the early folklore and mythology inspired yokai and kaidan fair that early Chinese and Japanese films focused on, and then to the more modern 80s and 90s cyber splattered and Hong Kong category 3 freakouts you all know and love. But for next time, I'll have a few surprises planned so I ain't gonna spoil my toe right here and right now, so you'll just have to wait for your gruesome fate in the form of video cheapies and plastic skeleton creepies. So be kind, rewind, and stay spooky. Peace.